Welcome back to the right angle. Mo and the G-Man are here. And G-Man, I have to ask, first of all, for your Henry Kissinger memories. <laughs> I, I was smoking pot when he was uh, doing stuff with Nixon, so I don't remember a thing about him. <laughs> Do you think, it, was he kind of the last great statesman in terms of like, foreign policy and visiting countries and brokering deals or do you think he is he is uh, overrated underrated or just about right i think he's just about right and he was very good at uh delivering policy to other people in other countries and very uh, he had a very diplomatic air about him yeah for sure a, a very it's sometimes when I would listen to him back then, he had a concerned voice when he was talking to yeah, you know, yep. the, the other the people in the Middle East or, or whatever. And I think that type of inflection in your voice uh, helps uh, get your point across to the people when you're talking to them, as opposed to being just a mind-numbed robot right. like some yeah. of these people are. He was yeah. very good at it. He was very good yep. at it. And he was, I, I'm sure I know this if I think, but he was born where? Because he obviously kept that accent his whole life. Right? I don't remember. I think he was a direct descendant of Adolf Hitler, though. So <laughs> it was uh, fake news, fake news, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Oh, Just man. kidding. I think. Anyway. Uh, okay. No, I don't know where he was born. Was it Austria or something? Yeah, it seems like. Somewhere over there. We'll yeah. have to look it up. Yep. Heaven yeah. forbid we do research. Now, now but, speaking of research, I, I yeah. apologize to the Kissinger family. I thought he was dead about 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, so really? <laughs> there he was living along uh, quietly, yeah, uh, never hearing a thing about him. And uh, there he is dying on me, you know, just, just this month. So, Right. All right. Well... This is very, very tangentially related. I was, I don't know where I heard this phrase recently, but I was thinking cloud nine. Do you think cloud eight is jealous? <laughs> where does that, any idea where that comes from? Cloud nine. I have no clue. No clue. Yeah. No, another thing I'll, I'll look up. Well, if you get into a long uh, monologue, I'll, I'll, check that up and see where Kissinger was born. But last uh, minor thing, topical thing, of course, uh, as we all know, some Israeli hostages have now been freed, traded for the Palestine prisoners. So my question to you is, how many hostages would you trade for a Palestine prisoner? Because they're basically letting out three prisoners for every hostage they release. I guess I wouldn't care as long as I got all the hostages back because every one of the prisoners I gave back to them, I'd kill once we got our hostages back. <laughs> I'd hunt them down and I'd shoot them dead. I was thinking the the higher tech version of that is they put some sort of chip in them or tag or whatever. Ooh. And then just Ooh. like, you know, the, the mouse or the rat carries the poison back to his house and then yeah. you could track him down. And I like that idea. Yeah, that's a that's it, actually a very good idea. You know? It is. I, I mean, you think it is a kind of a raw deal that they do something horrendous like, you know, invade and kill and, and terrorize uh, 
all these Israeli people, they take hostages, and then in return, they get three prisoners for every one. But as you said, more than likely, those prisoners are not going to see their next birthday, hopefully. Right, exactly. And if they go back and they're amongst the terrorists, uh, you know, that, that, that they go back to, then, then hopefully, yes, they all die, uh, you know, for what they did. Yeah. I, I, I don't, it, it's telling you before, you know, our, our pre, pre-doings yes. before our podcast, it, the world has gone insane. The world has literally, they, they've jumped the shark. Uh, you know, they've lit the fuse. It, everything is so unglued that that's the only reason I watch the news is to say, how can they top it today? Right. That, that's one of them is they're saying free Palestine, free this. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're the ones that threw the first gauntlet by murdering those people in, in, in that horrible way, you know. So you're going to get payback no matter what. And I guarantee you those Israelis are saying, we'll do whatever we have to till we get those hostages back. And then hell's coming for you. I'm telling you right now, they are going to just level that place. And you wonder if the, not the Palestines, because they're not really the bad guys, but the Hamas bad guys, if they really thought that through or if they are not really thinking that those prisoners are, you know, what's going to happen to them uh, if they're going to go back and, you know, fight for Hamas and get killed anyways. They're, they're certainly not going to put them somewhere safe. So I guess on the surface, it does seem like a bad deal for Israel, but probably in the long run, it's a good deal. I, I wonder if any of the prisoners are saying, hey, wait a minute, um, I'd like to stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what's going to happen when I go back. I'm either going to have to fight and die, yep. or they're going to shoot me for being a prisoner, or whatever uh, they do, or gouge my eyes out or something, whatever right. they do over there. But, you know, who knows? Maybe some of them don't even want to go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I'd rather stay in jail than to go back yep. and, and know what the Israelis are going to do as soon as they yeah. get the hostages back. If if it's one thing you know about Jewish people as a group is a they're not stupid and b they probably treat people a lot nicer than a lot of other groups of people. So in both senses, it may make more sense for them. That would be kind of funny. They it's sort of like a dog, you know. You you take the chain off and he just stands there. Do I, do I have to go? Exactly. I, I guess I'd rather stay here if you don't mind. And I'll tell you everything I know. I'll tell you everything yep. I know. That's right. It's, uh, oh, all right. Well, let's get down to it. The world's gone insane and all politics are local. So take it away. <laughs> take it uh, away. Uh, it's so sickening. I get, I got this, uh, little booklet and it's it's a foundation thing for our old alma mater and it comes out i don't buy and uh i i got the newest one and and it says in big bold print inside the first page being equitable in our alma mater mm. and and i thought no i got it I got to read some of this stuff. I'm going to read as much as I can before I vomit. Oh, gosh. All right. All right. 
Uh, being equitable at our alma mater means we are creating fair and inclusive learning experiences for all students. Every person has opportunities to thrive and reach their potential. They all get what they need, and needs will differ between person to person. Equity is often mixed up with equality, which means that everyone gets the same support. The vomit's coming up. If you hear a gross noise, it's me. That's, that's what it's doing there. You know, what, they're, what they're saying here is, is absolutely insane. This is, this is our school system. The only thing they're there for is to teach kids reading, writing, arithmetic, social studies, and you know a couple of other things. That's all they're supposed to do. None of this crap should even be brought up in anyone's school system. Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. All right. No. Nope. Here's here's an example of equity. A student who is not reading at grade level will be invited to summer school, while others who are reading at or above grade level will not. <laughs> invited. Invited. So that means you have a, a choice. Yeah. If you're not, you know, you're stupid. You can't read. So listen, come to summer school. Okay. You know that's. That's been going on, you know, forever, forever. Yep, that was you know, a you go to summer school. In the day. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. You know, but that that's an, an example of equity. No, it's not. It's just an example of education. First of all, failing the student because he can't read. Then saying, "Well, come on back and we'll try it again." Mm-hmm. And and so, oh, oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Keep now going. now here's here's. This is just gibberish. They they've come up with some uh, teams at at our alma mater. One of his one was called the Authentic Selves and Relationships Team. It's created a short video for many diverse activities that brought our alma mater students joy during the 2022-2023 school year. They did a short video, and it brought joy to the diverse. Now you know who they're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about the kids that drive that that uh, dress up as cats, and dogs, right. and and owls, and things like that. And and, well, and they, what's the name of the team called? It's called the Authentic Selves and Relationships Team. S E L V E S. All right. The Authentic Selves and Relationships. How? I, again, again, I got to know who comes up with this crap. Who who sits in a chair and says, hey, hey, you know, there's a group of them, okay? There's like eight or ten, some, some liberal parents and, and kids and stuff. All right, what, what are we going to call ourselves? What's going what's gonna to drive this home to the kids? How about if we do authentic selves and relationships teams? Huh? What, what, what does that mean? What does it mean? Authentic selves. What is do you know what that means? Uh, it means not to be uh, a phony, but I don't know. I don't. That's no, what, it's, that's what you think that it means. I don't think live, that's what it means. Live your truth or whatever they say nowadays. Oh, okay. I, well, uh, yeah. You, you were closer to that crap than I was. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, t- I, I kept reading this stuff, and I go, I'm, I'm highlighting, highlighting. I, I go, I, I can't highlight all this crap. 
<laughs> I'd have to read the whole page because it's all insane. I got two more. All right. Okay. The um, the instruction, curriculum, and assessment team gathered information from teachers about their grading practices to better understand current practices. This year, the group will work on recommendations for guidelines to support the district's homework policy. Oh gosh! No, no, no! I read that. And I go, what? What that? What? What does that mean? Does that mean that there's this little group of idiots that are sitting there that are going to tell teachers uh, what their homework policy is going to be? Listen, we don't want you doing it on Fridays or um, um, religious holidays or this or that. Okay, don't do it on those days. Don't do it on half days, which is every week, because teachers have to have that off. And, you know, pretty much just have them do their homework in the classroom. Okay? Let's call it classroom work, not homework, because you don't take it home. They can't be bothered with that stuff. They need to go home and take a dump in their kitty litter. (laughs) Okay, one more. This is part of the Authentic Selves and Relationships area of focus. Okay. Their number one goal is at our alma mater is an inclusive district in which students, staff, families, and community members accept and respect the diverse identities of one another. (laughs) It's like, what the (laughs) are you talking about? You're bringing race into the into the scope of things by doing that respect the diverse identities who who doesn't do that i'll tell you who doesn't do that everybody out there that doesn't know that they sent a black person to a teacher's meeting went before all of the teachers at our alma mater and said you are all racist you (laughs) don't know what it's like to be black and i'm here to tell you all about it and this this was this happened this happened at our alma mater because because i personally know a guy that was there when it happened and i said to him when i heard that i said why didn't you immediately get up like i would have done i i swear on everything that is holy i'd have gotten up i'd have pointed my finger right at her and i said you're the racist, you pile of crap, and I am out of here, and I won't ever listen to anything like you. that stuff that you have to spew out of that pie hole of a mouth of yours, <laughs> and then I'd leave. Oh. How dare somebody like that come in front of, you know, 99% of the white people and say you're all racist. Oh. Go to Hayes and burn. <laughs> oh. What is, what is it with this equity crap? The, the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. Get it out of the school systems and let's bring back teaching and learning. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't make it so complicated. Don't, oh. don't form... 19 different groups and name yourself something so you think that you're important, but you aren't. You're just getting in the way. You're all speed bumps. 
You're all worthless breaths of life when you decide you think you're doing something for the school by this kind of crap. Well, not to pile on, but I happen to be at our alma mater's website. I, I Googled that team and the videos didn't come up, but I stumbled on this religious holidays for 2324. And it says that our alma mater has made a commitment to celebrate and honor the rich cultural diversity of our students, blah, 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 blah. Then it says the religious observances of this calendar year are marked in yellow below and are of major significance to some of our students. School district employees should not schedule any of the following during, during these holidays. Major formative assessments, tests and quizzes, reviews of major exams, standardized tests, tryouts for teams or plays, one-time major events, proms, graduation ceremonies, homecoming elections, test simulations, etc. And then it goes on to say that uh, other holidays, for the other holidays that are listed but are not highlighted, students may or may not spend time with their family or at a place of worship. They might not be in school or might not have time to do their required homework. Such an absence should be excused. Makeup privilege should be the same as those offered for an absence due to illness. And so it lists literally through the school year, I'm just, I'm not counting, I'm guessing probably 40 holidays and about 20 of those are highlighted. So you can't, basically you can't do anything during Rosh Hashanah, which is three days in September, Yom Kippur, which is two days, Birth of the Bab, which is a B-A-H-A apostrophe I religion. I don't know what that is. Baha'i. So we got birth of Bab. We've got birth of the Baha'u'llah, Ula, which is two days in October. We've got Diwali, which is Hindu in November. We've got Christmas. Then we've got Ramadan, which is Islam, which is March 10th through April 9th. So that's a whole month. You can't do anything. You've got Nawaz, which is, again, that Baha'i religion. You've got Easter. You've got Eid al-Fir, which is Islam. You've got first day of Ridvan, which is that Baha, Passover Jewish. Ninth day of Ridvan, which is Baha, that Baha. Twelfth day Baha, Eastern Orthodox Great and Holy Friday, Orthodox Christian, Declaration of Bab, or Bab, Ascension of Baha'u'llah, those are two days in May, and then you've got Eid Adha, which is Islam, and then Matradom of the Bab, which is the Baha religion in July. So basically you can't do anything all year. And those are just the important ones. It's unbelievable. Excuse me, just for a second. All right. There, I feel better. Let's end it. Oh, un. And then, of course, to top it all off, of course, they've got the new mascot there, which I just makes me puke. Makes me sad. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've got no words for that. It's just horrendous. Wait, horrendous. They, they, now you're saying that they're not they don't have to do anything during those days. Yeah, they can't schedule anything, any tests, quizzes, tryouts, 
anything for those days. And then for all the other days, if a student has to take off, they get an excused absence and they shouldn't begin any homework. Oh. So as a coach for anything at our alma mater, uh, I would say you can practice any of that crap that you want to, okay? If you miss a practice, you won't make the team. That's all there is to it. That's my religion. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I study the Bible. You come when I say, and if you don't, you're not on the team. That's it. You decide. That's fine. I'm pretty sure I won't trample on your religion if I got you for two hours that day to try out for something that you need to try out for. And probably if that's important to you that much for those kind of things, uh, you won't make my team anyway. So, um, you know, you might as well not even bother. Uh, final, I've got to read this final paragraph. Oh, my God. I've already <laughs> Under- shot myself once. <laughs> uh, you got a six uh, shooter there. This is this is their uh, LBGTQ whatever policy part of it. The ideal solution is for the student and caregivers, not parents, of course, their caregivers to discuss a compromise that works for everyone. It is, however, a reality that LGBTQ plus students are disproportionately experienced housing instability and homelessness, and their homes could be physically and or psychologically unsafe because sane people live there. <laughs> the school can if use only a, it said that. <laughs> the school can use a nickname for a student without parental consent, but this practice could have negative consequences. You think, oh my gosh, working with caregivers is always our primary goal. We want to work in partnership with families. School personnel should talk to the student about the realities of going by a name that their caregivers don't support, and they will help students develop a plan for communicating with their caregivers. Wait, wait, what is a caregiver? Is that your parents? Uh, well, you know, it could be. Are they saying a caregiver is somebody at school, like a counselor? Or is it, uh, I are think, they... It, well, they, they go back and forth between parents, family, and caregivers. Yeah, what, what, what what's a caregiver? Yeah, I mean, you think of that, a caregiver is not, I mean... When you go into a, you know, as they used to say, old folks home, you have someone who, who cares for you, but that's not what your parents are necessarily there for. And I mean, they do, but it's a, it's a totally different and much more consuming thing than taking care of you. When you're in an old folks home, you're just taking care of them until they die, pretty much. You know, it's yeah. one of those type of things. Uh, when you're a parent... You're raising your child with your morals and and your your great ideals. I if if you're a great parent, yeah, that is, and you're molding them to become a productive person and a proper person in society. Proper is not exactly the right word, but I'm not coming up with it because my mind is so scrambled with all this crap. <laughs> that's going on in the schools. There is way too much effort in our school system. There are some school systems around here that aren't as whack as ours is, but there's too much effort to not teach the fundamentals of education in our system there. And and it's sad. It's really and it's, sad. 
And it's a purposeful thing. Yes. It's an indoctrination. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, we'll give ourselves a fancy, stupid name and, and, uh, and then we'll, th- this is our group and then we'll do this. They're like little, little, uh, groups of police almost, you know, where they come up with these stupid ideas yep. that don't have anything to do at all with education, but yet we're going to do this because we came up with them. I thought of them. So we're going to do this. Screw you. You, just, you wonder how many, uh, I guess not including lunch, you're probably in school about six, five to six hours a day. You wonder how many of those minutes are spent in actual learning versus groups or, you know, whatever, sitting around telling about how bad your parents are to you and why you identify as a cat or something. It's uh, the the last, the bullet point, one bullet point in this supposed study of 32,000 crazy people, in other words, LGBTQ, it says... LGBTQ youth who had access to spaces that affirm their sexual orientation and gender identity reported lower rates of attempting suicide. Of course, the ones that already killed themselves could not be surveyed. <laughs> if only I said that. So so what they're doing what they're doing is they're taking these kids. And, and they're saying, look, we don't want you killing yourself. So what we'll do is we'll put you in this quiet little room with other people just like you and you can, whatever they do in that room. And then hopefully you'll come out of there and don't feel suicidal after being with those people. What it's not doing is preparing them for society. Because not guess what? Least. That, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't going out into the real world. Is, is what that isn't. And you're not helping them by doing that, I'm afraid to tell you. It's just, I, oh, I'm i just reading a little bit of this. I'm going to send it to uh, some of my family who went to that same school, and I'm sure none of them have any affiliations with the school, but after reading that whole policy, it's just literally, I don't know if it's more, would you say it's more sickening or depressing or what? What adjective, when you read that stuff, what's kind of the core feeling that you have about our former school? It, I, it's kind of like a gut drop, basically, yeah, is yeah. what it is. It's like, oh, God. You know, it's, um, it, it's like you were just maybe almost the feeling of you were just sentenced to three months in prison. That, that's, that would be the feeling to me that I get when I read this crap. That that they put out like that, it's it it's it's mind numbing to sane people that you read that stuff. I I I'm so glad that that I don't go to our old alma mater and I don't see this stuff happening. Where like I'd walk into the school and there's there's a group of six or eight kids over there and they're the self awareness people. And then first of all I got to go. What's self awareness? Oh well, that's that's where you you know that that you are a cat or you are a dog or you can go to you know use the litter box in the bathroom for that that's what that's self-awareness over here for this like i say okay next 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 
And then I go out and I shoot myself when I leave because <laughs> because I can't I can't take it anymore. It's yeah. it's total total insanity, total insanity. And really, at the end of the day, I I guess after those feelings have washed over me, I'm left with an overwhelming sadness for the kids that are coming up through that school district because, as you say, they're going to be so ill prepared for a, a reality and. I think the DEI has pretty much peaked, I hope, and the wave is going away because companies, especially companies, not so much governments and educational institution, but companies are just seeing that it is, you know, go woke, go broke, of course, and they're just going to be so ill-prepared that it's just, I guess it'll it'll just give a leg up to the kids that have been homeschooled and schooled in the right way, so... I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's just so sad. It really is. And it's kind of like this crap, the DEI stuff, is is really focused on at our alma mater, sadly. I do know, as I say, a couple of districts on the outskirts of our area that don't don't delve into this stuff, and they do actually teach their kids and there's one, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but there is one school system just north of us that will not allow anyone that oh, doesn't right. live in that district to go to that school. Thereby making sure that, that the people that are within the district are all together on what goes on in that school system. Very interesting. So I guess, I mean, that's good. The downside, of course, is if some kid or some parents wanted to escape their school district, they'd have to move there, which is, I guess, in the long run, a better option than doing the school of choice where you got to drive your kid 30 minutes to get them to a decent school. Well, they've, uh, for years, and I know this because I guess, um, I, well, anyway, I know this because I had an inside person for several years that worked at our alma mater that uh -huh. said that, that people will rent apartments oh in in our area where we grew up and then the, then their kids will go to the school there but they won't be in the apartment uh -huh. they'll, they'll pay the back then it you know six seven hundred dollars a month just yep. to be able to get their kid into our school by wow doing that. from a neighboring school which was failing miserably with with their students yeah yeah so hmm. I think I've asked before, but uh, do you want to uh, reach out again to Tzan and see, given his background, if he would want to comment on any of this stuff? Yeah, I could do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see him within the next uh, two weeks here, and I'll all right. Uh, I'll ask him. He he has extensively talked to me about his experiences <laughs> with that, and yeah. and again, it's you know he is he was the Trump of administration for, for uh -huh. our school system. And he did such a fantastic job and had such backing from the teachers because he backed the teachers. And, you know, he just said, this is the way it has to be, which is reading, writing, arithmetic, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, this straightforward stuff. And uh -huh. Thank you for your thoughts, but we're not doing that type of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they went away and, and that was it. But when you pander to these morons that come in with these stupid ideas, 
and and sure we'll do that sure we'll do that you know the the 300 holidays during the year it's insane it's insane how did we get along for a hundred years before the last two years when we had what five six holidays maybe right five or six yep. holidays during the school year and now you've got weeks worth that are going on like you say ramadan and and so on and so forth what did they do before we pandered to them by doing this stuff what do you want to do when you come to school do you want to learn or do you want to sit around and 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 do your religious stuff do that in your church do that all day long if you want to but school is for school that's it all right uh shake it off i did find the answer to uh okay cloud nine is uh listed as the fluffy cumulonibus type of cloud which is considered to be the most attractive of all cloud formations so that's where cloud nine comes from well <clears throat> how did the fact that i'm on cloud nine come about <laughs> that's what i want to well, know I think because if you were on cloud nine, that means you'd be on the most attractive of all the clouds. So oh. I guess that's a preferred place to be. Okay. So all right. I, I saw, again, moving to something totally different. I saw an ad. I think it's the first ad I'd seen for an electric Porsche starting at $90,900. So first of all, who can afford a $90,900 car? And, and most importantly, and, and you probably know the answer to this, when they say starting at, how many cars sell at that starting at price? Zero. Generally? Zero. They always sell above the starting price, of course, when they do so that. So would you say it's 10% above, 5%, 20%? With a, with a Porsche, it can be... Depending on all of the add-ons that you want for it, it can be up to thirty percent. Ooh, so basically a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty thousand dollar easily electric Porsche. Yes, easily. So you're getting, you're paying probably twice as much. So you've got sixty thousand dollars in gas that you could buy for that Porsche if you bought the regular one. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I I now hear that um, the car companies are gonna. I think stop making the electric cars because they can't sell them. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what thirty seven hundred dealerships wrote a letter to to Biden. Biden yeah. yeah, and said, uh, "Please stop pushing them onto the market." Yeah, and Ford Ford is shrinking the. They were going to build a big battery plant in Michigan somewhere, and they're cutting that back by thirty or forty percent because there's no demand. It's too expensive, and of course. The witless governor up there is having a tissy fit about that. <laughs> Good. Gosh. Good. Yeah. I, I love it. When, when you throw away um, a, what were those light bulbs that were real dim? Oh, yeah. The, wait, you know, that had the mercury in them. You know, you right. had to throw those in a separate place. They worked like crap. And then you had to, you had to <laughs> recycle them a certain way. You know, whereas the old light bulbs, I used to love throwing them in the trash because they go boop when you threw them in there and stuff like that. But these, it's the same thing with, with batteries. 
you know, with a battery, make sure, you know, you, you do it and recycle and, and it goes here in the battery recycling thing. What are you going to do with a car? What are you going to do with a car with all the batteries through the whole bottom of the chassis when you go, when it goes bad on them, which they do. Yeah. And they're now, and they're, they're now saying that, that the electric cars are costing close to half at least of what a gasoline-powered car costs to energize them. Mm, wow. And the biggest thing of all of them, which we've gone over before, is you get you plug it in, you got to wait 15 or 20 minutes for that to, to cycle all the way up. That's, yeah, minimally. Isn't minimally. It? It's more like... And, it, and, it, yeah. and it's more in the winter. When, right. When you're, when you're doing that and it's cold and it's freezing. You know, what am I going to... I mean, am I going to pull up and it's, you know... You know, I got friends that live up, you know, in the Midwest where it's cold, 14, 15 degrees. You plug that sucker. You can't drive. You can't start your car. You start no. your car and you're going to drain it. So you're going to sit there in the cold for, for a half hour, cycling up your car for half the cost of gas. That's me. That's yeah. me driving by your, your electric thing, waving <laughs> as I drive. Hey, having fun? See you later. Ooh, is it warm uh. in here? Or you have to, uh, I know some people put the, I mean, you can plug them into an outlet, which is really slow, or you can put like the super charger thing, whatever it is in your house. But that's, so that's a, it's a lot more convenient, but it's probably two or three or $4,000 to install. I'm sure it's $5,000. Oh my gosh. To install because I happen to know a guy that was getting one installed the weekend before I was at his house and and I, I kind of looked at him and I said, five grand? He goes, yeah, but I can plug it in right here. I go, you're, you're five grand down already in gas. Plus paying, yeah, plus paying 25% more for that car than you would have for a gas-powered car. Plus paying for the electricity to go into the car. Nobody thinks about the fact that you're paying <laughs> the electricity. Hey, how much does it cost to heat a hot tub? In a yeah. cold weather place in the winter, never, never is it less than sixty or seventy dollars a month to heat that hot tub. Okay, so do you think you're going to use at least that much electricity in your car? Heck yeah, you are. Oh man, yeah. I, I was listening to a guy the other day who I've heard before talking about the fiasco of of quote renewable energy and just how so many countries and uh, people, companies are souring on it because of the huge footprint, for instance, that especially the wind turbines take up solar also. But I forgot what his ratio was of, you know, a nuclear plant, how, you know, if, if that took up a square mile, you would need probably a thousand square miles of land if you were going to do wind turbines. It's just, uh, I don't know if the bubbles are slowly, I don't know, a bubble can't really slowly burst, but you just don't know if it's all going to come crashing down or if, if they'll all just sort of retreat and uh, it'll be more like a slow avalanche and all those Greta's of the world will just wash out. I, I can't imagine in five years Greta Thunberg or whatever her last name is, if people will even remember who she was. Oh, they probably don't remember who she is now. And you can uh, 
burst a bubble real quick when you have a prick in the balloon like like <laughs> <heightened>. <laughs> there you go exactly it'll be a oh slow my sizzle out with that there was something else i was going to say about oh the again the windmills as i've said before it takes 20 21 years i think to pay for it with the energy it creates then you get two or three maybe four years maximum out of it creating electricity and then the motor goes bad and you got to replace them along with the propellers and then where do yeah. the propellers go where do you do what do you do to recycle those uh you know it's just they, they, they don't ever talk about this stuff it, it sounds so good when they say that you know electric you know quiet you know less carbon in the air and blah 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 but the people don't think these things all the way through and when they get halfway through they go whoa this isn't right this isn't what it should be at all i'll tell you another thing that you can reduce the carbon <laughs> by i'd say i'll say 15% right off the bat right now and that is is synchronize all of your traffic lights yeah synchronize your your major thoroughfares of traffic lights then you don't have cars sitting like we do in our towns every other traffic light for three four minutes you go right through and you get to your destination that'll yep. cut it right down it's it's so it you know something's wrong when there are maybe one out of 10 days when you feel like you get most of the lights and probably one out of 10 days where you feel you get all the lights and then the rest is kind of a mixture. But yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like one day you're driving 35 and the other day you're driving 65. Once you get one and it turns green, it just is, <laughs> why aren't the others that are all spaced for that speed limit? Why aren't they turning green? I, I, don't know if there's an answer to that or if it's a simpleton's simpleton's errand or a fool's errand, but it's just ridiculous. I, I, I said I was just on this yesterday uh, delivering something to my nephew at, a, at our local university. And I was on that road that had 10 stoplights right. for two miles. And I watched it again this time and every other one makes you stop. And I know why. I know why they do that. I know exactly why they do that. It's because there's students that are walking around and 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 all over and around the campus and and this and that the other thing. And I say to myself, if they're in college, and they're studying in college, and they're that freaking stupid <laughs> that they don't know that that's a road that cars are on, and they better stop and watch for them, a, and walk with the light. Then cleanse the gene pool. <laughs> Here's a perfect example of that. I don't think I mentioned this, but a student from that college, as I was driving down that very stretch of road, literally on, I think it was a guy. Yeah, it could have been a girl. <laughs> uh, I'll say a on her phone. Well, I, I don't, I don't think it was, but I just don't remember. So we'll just, we'll pretend it was a girl just because She's on her phone listening to music, probably. She comes up to the sidewalk, to the curb. She presses the button 
to alert, you know, that there's someone there. She literally keeps right on walking across the street as if pushing the button was going to turn the lights. And so three lanes of cars had to stop for her. She didn't look. She just, she pushed the button and walked right into the street. Unbelievable. So me being one of the first three cars there, I wait till she gets right in front of me and then I honk. I just lay on it. And hopefully she's close enough that she just literally blows her backwards onto the pavement. You know, just on her butt. You know, I'm not saying yeah, really yeah. hurt her, but, right. but give her a reminder that you can get hurt. And here's the other half of that. Remember this, everyone out there. The student might get hit by a car, but remember the person that hits the student is also feeling bad for yep. hitting a student for, with their stupidity. You know, I don't want to ever hit anybody in my car, but if they're doing stupid crap like that, it's possible that it could happen. And then I'd feel really bad. And then I got to go through all the paperwork and crap about what happened and who did this and who did that. And I, I don't want to do it. No. Uh, well, <laughs> what oh. else uh, you got written oh, down there? Does anyone have any kaopectate or any, <laughs> any sort of gas X or something to relieve me of my symptoms of stupidity in society? Okay, here's one for you. All right. Stupid directions. We're on this. We're on this with the kids and and everything else. I'm sitting there filling up my gas tank, and I'm looking at the gas pump, and there are six steps <laughs> to filling your gas tank. Do this. Then when that's done, then lift the receiver. When the receiver's up, put it over. Make sure that the plunger is is located above the nozzle when you put it into the thing. Do not light a cigarette while you are <laughs> pumping your gas. Make sure you clap your hands when you get out of your car so you have no static electricity that could cause a fire when you're in there. And and so on and so forth. And and I'm, it's, it's, it's like, um, mm, don't stop on railroad tracks. It says... Don't stop on the railroad tracks, okay? <laughs> Why? Why not? Why can't you? Why do I need a sign that tells me I can't stop on a railroad track? It must be that same sign that those students keep getting hit by trains with. So they put them <laughs> up so the students wouldn't get hit by trains when they were going down the track, which they've done before. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. Now, those shields that you put on the front of your car to save your dashboard against the, the sunlight. They're cardboard, and they go across yeah. your windshield. On the inside of that cardboard thing that blocks your windshield, it says, do not drive while this is in place. <laughs> and, and then it, it, that's what it says. Honest to God, every single one of those say that. And you got to say to yourself, how did we get to that point? How did we get to the point where we need a direction that says when it's when it's up there and you can't see crap, don't drive your car? That's because somebody Lawyers. did that. Yep. Yeah. Somebody did that. So forever and again. And they sued and yep. got money. Hey, I was trying to save my windshield, but I, I told my car. <laughs> well, how'd you do that, son? Well, I had to get to school and you know, <laughs> I I you know, I thought I, you know, I thought I could see through it. It's see-through or whatever. 
Well, all right, son. That's worth $2 million. <laughs> right. We'll make sure that everyone puts on, on their little shields there that don't drive this car with that shield in place or th bad things could happen. Oh, man. <laughs> number two. Number two. That's number oh, my two. Gosh. How about Unbelievable. this? How about yep. when, you're, when you're talking to people, I know everybody does this. And I just thought of this yesterday. This is a bad thing about having a podcast. I start thinking about these things. And, and I go, have you ever noticed that uh, when somebody says something that's disagreeable to you and you're telling that to somebody else, you always use a funny voice? Oh, <laughs> right. oh he said, yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> you know, and you use a voice like that. But if it's something intelligent or something, you uh -huh. oh, uh, you know, Mo said that, you know, you should mow only the green side of your grass, you know, <laughs> not the dirt side. And and, and I, I just found that really strange because three times in one day, people were talking about other people and they did the same thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's, I guess it's, you probably want to, uh, in, in a way, maybe make fun of them, but also disassociate yourself. So then when the person you tell thinks about it, they don't necessarily think of you. They think of that voice that you used, which <laughs> makes you not the dumb person who said that. Maybe <laughs> that, 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 is, that could a, be, that could yeah. be, but that, that, that's probably something ingrained in our brain, I guess. Yeah. By doing yeah. that, because somebody did that one time and you go, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to start doing that because <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot either. Yeah. I would preface it by saying this guy was an idiot. He said, you know, right. Blah, blah, blah. And, and not use a voice that you would use for a, a ventriloquism or whatever, you know, a dummy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, so. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. I've got, I got two questions for sure. you. One is uh, I was watching football the other day, and in the last, I don't know, five or six years, there's more and more women on the sidelines that are, you know, not managers or coaches, but on the training staff or something. So if, if you were a big 280 to 320 pound lineman and you went down with a, maybe a serious injury injury, what would go through your mind if you see a girl run out to help you versus a guy? I guess that would I, I will be fair and right. say that that's who's been working on us when I'm upright. So here she comes when I'm down. Okay. Uh, there's no way. I know what you're saying. There's no way in God's <laughs> green earth that that girl's going to pull him up and, and yeah. get him to the sideline. I Not even to the point where he can lean on her. No. You can't even do that with something like that. I imagine the only reason they're coming out is to say, what did you break? Or what did you pull? Or what did you do? Whatever. Or... Mom, I'm going to be on TV, I'm sure, tonight because we're playing the <laughs> yeah. Raiders and they're very violent. And I'm sure I'll be on the field for something. One of those two things. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you do wonder. You do wonder. All right. Here's a true or false question. Or you're free to elaborate. If you intend to use a utensil or like a measuring cup, that you were the last one to use and it's, so it's not exactly clean and, but you were the last one to use it. Is it true that you don't need to clean it or put it through the dishwasher first? It depends on what I use it for. 
you don't get a free pass on any utensil or plate even uh, if it was if it was like uh if it was me and it was flour sugar especially okay. sugar something that doesn't stick to it you know uh I wouldn't have any qualms about wiping it out with a, with a, uh, you know, bowdy tissue or something, putting it back. Yeah. I mean, because how many measuring cups do you have? First of all, you know, full measuring cups and stuff. Usually if you're really good, you have two sets. One of them, like you say, is usually dirty. I would do that. I would do, if I was measuring out honey or syrup or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would make sure that I had it totally clean before i put it back i don't i never have in my life had qualms about things that are semi-dirty in my possession yeah in my possession that's the key yep so do you have i asked you before do you ever eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches oh yeah yeah so which do you put on first and do you clean the knife or do you just lick it off before you put the other one on i every time i do the peanut butter first, then I do the jelly, and then I take, every single time, I take the the knife and I run it along the edge of the crust to get All right. 99% of it off. Then, then I put it in the thing. I don't lick it because I'll be the one that cuts <laughs> my tongue open, and then for the next week, I'll be the laughing stock of everybody else. So, Important question. Between the peanut butter and the jelly, do you clean the knife or how do you clean it between them? Mm. So if you've done the peanut butter, what do you do before you put the jelly on? Uh, I I scrape the knife against the peanut butter uh, jar. jar. And, okay. and and I will tell everybody out there, this is, this is just the way it's always been. The jelly <laughs> is mine. So okay. if there's a little bit of peanut butter in that, when I go to use it again, I don't even look at it. It's really you know, right. peanut butter. So, so done over that you could probably put it on a pedestal for a week and, and use it. But um, that doesn't bother me. All right. It doesn't bother me at all. So one, one more follow-up, which comes to mind based on what you just said out of every different food stuff that you have in your house how much of it would you consider either yours or your wife's versus both of yours i would say i would say 95 percent is hers wow and five percent is mine but mine is pretty much chips and chocolate (laughs) so not very much of both of yours where you don't really feel bad if you open the pantry and you see it's gone because you assume that she ate it, but that's fine because it's both of yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Wow. She, our tastes are slightly different. Uh, <laughs> when it, and um, my household is now on her side, 80% of everything is poison. And, and I could care less, you know, what's in it as long as it tastes good. So yeah. uh, she has her own stuff. She, and it, let me give you, for instance, there's, there's a, a dark chocolate bar with raspberry filling in it that she buys at a local health food place. That 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 can be fentanyl, as far as I'm concerned, because I won't touch it. I won't touch dark chocolate anything. 
How dark does it? We talked about chocolate and milk chocolate. How dark does it have to be before the warning signs go up? South of the equator in Africa. That's how dark it's got to be. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Because I, I cannot. I can Anything with an aftertaste, and that is dark chocolate. I don't care who. It, her cousin told me once. He goes, oh, all you got to do is you have to get used to it, and then you'll be fine. I go, well, I can get used to amputation, too, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to enjoy my life by eating milk chocolate. With, yeah. with my own stuff filled in it, and then you can have your own stuff. That's fine. I, I'm assuming what you meant by food and stuff is is that, is things that, because the kitchen is really her her area, and and like you say, there's everyone has a pantry, and in that pantry, I've got salt, e stuff, <laughs> and I got chocolate e stuff, and that's my stuff. Anything else wow. that I could care less about. Yeah. I so, open their like, fridge to get my Coke out. That's it. <laughs> That's right, because you're not a big uh, milk and cereal guy. Never. I haven't had milk and cereal in years. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even have that much ice cream either. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. In the summer, we'll go once every two weeks or something maybe yeah if we're out we see it or whatever but but it's never on my mind it's not on my mind then you know chocolate bars and and reese's (laughs) peanut butter cups you know you know hook me up to an iv and i'm I'm good with that stuff and i'll live better than anyone else on that oh man that's good i may have I, i i half thinking, but it's been a while that I mentioned something like this, but, uh, in my day job, when I shoot a lot of videos and interviews and, and stuff, people, I was doing some video of a group and it was, there was one person left. And, and when she left, she was going out and she jokingly said, as she turned around, Hey, can you make me look 30 pounds lighter? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can, or you can just stop eating so much. <laughs> In your mind. <laughs> yeah, in my mind. It's so sad when people say that because it's if I have no control over this, so can you help me make it look like I lost weight? Yeah, you say, yeah, let me get that lock and we'll put it on your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got to do. Don't you understand, you moron? Eat some salads. <laughs> you know, don't go get Taco Bell every night. You uh. idiot. Oh, God. My stomach's still upset. <laughs> oh, well, anything to close us out? Yeah. We've, uh, how about businesses yeah? that ask you to fill out a survey as to how well they did? Oh, my God. I got one from all Best Buy because I bought a cable. I bought a cable. Yeah, oh, that's them. right. And I go, gee, right. what am I going to do? Hey, that was a great experience. I went in and the guy showed me where the cables were and I got one. That was That was really neat. Don't bug me with your crap. Is that the one you had to return? Yes. (laughs) Actually, you're right. I did. I had to return it. I didn't even think about that. I bought a cable from you, but your morons gave me the wrong one. Thanks for nothing. Oh, we're sorry about your inconvenience. We hope your next visit will be better. Don't think there'll be one. (laughs) Closing thoughts, speaking of Best Buy or some other 
retail location. Have you ever bought anything that's so inexpensive you kind of feel bad that you paid too little for it? <laughs> Just a little guilty or anything? No, never in my life. I can 100% no. immediately tell you that I've never felt that way about anything. Because oh, I've never yeah. paid something for something that I didn't think uh, they were getting, they were making a profit on. Yeah, well, have you, you do wonder. Have you? I must have, because I wrote the question to myself. But even, <laughs> I mean, even when a store is going out of business and it's like 70, 80% off, I mean, I imagine at the very least they're breaking even on that stuff. Well, you know what I think when that happens is, think all the people that got ripped off. Paying 20% off. Yeah. We shall see. How was Black Friday for you? Are you a Black Friday whoa, guy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We call it African-American oh, Day. Okay. Okay. All right. Come on now. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, All right. If Black, uh, African-American Friday uh, <laughs> was absolutely nothing to me, and it hasn't been for okay. the last couple of years. As a matter of fact, yeah. the last Black Friday thing, this is amazing. The last Black Friday thing I went to was three years ago, and last week was the was the time I took it out of the box. It was a TV. Oh my gosh! It was a TV. What? Yeah, yeah. I bought it for like a hundred nineteen dollars. I go. I I don't know what I'm going to do with this, <laughs> so I put it away. I put yeah. it away, and then uh, one of my kids got a a house i said here take this i i and, and so last week after three years in a box wow we pulled it out that's amazing it didn't work uh <laughs> just kidding it's working so far but that's good anyway. oh all right well deep dive into our alma mater and a lot of other juicy stuff probably some more guests coming up i i got to talk to you about one guy who said he wants to be on and i'm reaching out to a, a couple others and i know you're always doing the same but uh we are getting great reviews on america's barber and maybe he will come back someday but in the meantime keep that radio tuned so to speak to the right angle that was easy <laughs>